Good uh, morning, everyone, and uh, cheers for tuning in. Um, I did promise an episode before the finals, and I delivered with an episode before the final. So I hope you guys will enjoy this one. Yesterday was really cool. It was really fun. As you probably know, Rebakina beat Vika in the semi-finals and uh, Arina, as, as we expected, beat uh, both Donna Vekic and um, uh, Lynette in the semis. Lena Rybakina will play Savalenka in the final and my excitement is through the roof. Through the roof. Not just for Elena, but for Arena as well. I mean, the, it's um, <laughs> it's it's hard to explain. It's more more so, you know, as a as a tennis fan, but uh, as a fan of both players, it's um, I don't know what the word is exactly, but it's exciting, you know, when you're following these players and their career throughout their career, you you kind of think. Uh, I mean, the point you want them to achieve is a slam, isn't it? Like, there's nothing else. There's nothing else. Like, there's nothing else in tennis than a slam that you can achieve more of. There's there's nothing else. I mean, there's literally nothing else. There is the the relative to the WTA and ATP. There's 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 the the finals. You know, at the end of the season in November, there's the WTA finals and the ATP finals. I guess winning one of those is is um, uh, being the best out of the best. Uh, that is a sloppy word. Uh, we can debate whether the best are the, the top eight in the rankings, but either way, that is the best of the best winning that tournament. But a slam, that's different. That is um, that is the biggest thing you can achieve. Now, whether it is the Australian Open, the French Open, Wimbledon, uh, the US Open, doesn't really matter. Uh, That is the highest thing you can achieve. Rebakina has won a slam. She won Wimbledon last year. Sabalenka hasn't uh, won a slam. Actually, she's never been in a slam final. Further, she hasn't. <laughs> she hasn't. She hasn't won a, a grand semi-final. Kind of goes end to end, not necessarily hundred percent, but either way, she's never won a Grand Slam final, uh, semi-final, and she's been in the Grand Slam semi-final, I think thrice now. So three times she's lost, and yesterday she broke that curse. She won against Magdalena. Again, I mean, the, the fact that I have to point out that I'm excited as fuck is uh, showing how excited I am. Um, today, uh, I'm just going to go over the, the thoughts that I have. I mean, Rubakina had uh, the, the path she had to the finals, arguably, I think, was the toughest draw. Industrial Open for for the women. If we go to the men, I don't think the single draw was tough. I mean, I think all the draws were easy. If I'm being honest, with the way they played. But either way, the 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 the, the, the draw here 
I'll say these names and if you think or if you even like consider one of these players being a easy draw, you're out of your mind. She played Kokeretho in round one. Now remember Kokeretho has had a splendid start to the season. Splendid end to the season, the way she played in Tampico in Mexico, I think. And uh, the way she played in WTA Homer, the 250 that she I'm sorry, she didn't win the 250, but she came to the final and lost to Davis. Either way, she played tremendously this year, uh, to start the year. Elena got to play her first in the first round, and she beat her in straights. Next up, she beat Kaya Yuvan. Uh, if you followed me, you know how much I love Kaya Yuvan, and uh, I wouldn't say she's tough to beat at the moment, because she hasn't played that much. She's been... Uh, I wouldn't say injured, but she's been out of form and she hasn't really been on tour a lot. Either way, a good a good player, a really good player. Uh, but I'd, honestly, I, I'd say Kokeretho was a tougher opponent. Round three, she plays the defending finals, Danielle Collins. Collins beat Kaya Muchova and Kalinskaya. Two great players. Two players that could have played the semis and even... Uh, I'm sorry, two players that could have played the core, the core finals and as well as the semis and beat both Ostapenko and Sviatek. Uh Maybe not Kalinskaya, but uh, Daniel Collins for sure. And she had her in the third round. Locks Daniel out, plays uh, the number one seed, Iga Sviatek, in the, uh, in the fourth round. Not even in the core final, but in the fourth round. And why is this? Because she has. All of these points that haven't been given to her from Wimbledon and she has to battle through this, this distinctive draw that is totally against her. As a, as, as a regining uh, slam champ, uh, champion from last year, she has to play these kind of draws, which is honestly ridiculous. I mean, let's say she had Sviatek in her quarter, she wouldn't even have it, uh, she wouldn't have played her until they, uh, the, the quarterfinals. Either way, she takes out Sviatek in, in two sets. Um, I think I went through that uh, last episode, uh, so I'm not going to go into detail about any matches, but I'm just going to talk about their their, their draws, uh, the Elena's draws and, and Irina's draw. In the quarterfinals, she plays Ostapenko and uh, beats her in straights as well. Yesterday, she plays Vika and she beats her in straights as well. Ostapenko, Azarenka, Sveate, Collins, all of these four players compared to the other draw? I mean, the, the, this, is, uh, this is the toughest draw on, on paper, for sure. Like, there's, there's, there's no argue with it. Like, there, I mean, there's no way you don't agree with it. So, Rebakina playing the final is 100% uh, earned and 100% uh, been a battle that she won. Successfully, so. Sabalenka? Um, been playing tremendously to start the year. I think she ended the year pretty good as well. Uh, but most importantly, how she started the year, is she, she's been amazing. Amazing. Uh, if, if we look at the sets as well, she I think I don't think she has dropped a single set yet. And that's like 20 and 0 in sets. And that is... Uh, that is uh, really good. That is really good. Her draw, I mean, obviously I said uh, Rybakina's draw has been the toughest one. I think Sabalenka's draw has been uh, 
decent one uh, not really a bad one I think it's been a decent one uh, Arena and uh, one Adelaide uh, against Noskova in the final I talked about that uh, she had a uh, decent draw there as well but uh, in the US Open I think this draw is, you know, the the kind of grand uh, grand slam draw that you expect. Round one, Mart Martinsova, uh, not the easiest opponent to beat. Uh, Shelby Rogers, uh, Elise Mertens, uh, Melinda Bencic, Donna Vekic, and Linda um, Magdalenet. Uh, there's not a single player here, and uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm basing it off Lynette's performance. Maybe maybe let's say. Uh, yeah, actually, let's say pre the Australian Open, before the tournament, if we'd say Magdalene would play the semi-finals without watching her play Anet Kontavit and Alexandrova, I don't think anyone would have expected it. I think as soon as we saw her play against Kontavit, it was pretty obvious she's uh, she's on another level this week. Either way, Mathensova, Shelby Rogers, Mertens, Bencic, Vekic. There's a little sneak there with Vekic, but either way, I think this draw... Or this path has been really good as well. The last one will be the the final test for her. She'll play Rebakina now. I think if for me to describe the semis, or if uh, if I were to summarize the semis, I think the matches were really good. Now, for me personally, the Australian Open hasn't been the tournament that I've loved out of the four Grand Slams the most. Actually, it's been the worst one on my list. But that doesn't mean a Grand Slam is <laughs> is not something I love. There are magical things that happen, especially in the semis and the final of a Grand Slam. Always. It's uh, hyperbolic, but it's true. When I got to watch... Elena play Vika. I was kind of optimistic to be honest. I'm usually not. I mean, in July when she played Simo Halep or Sim uh, yeah, in the semis she played Simona. I was f throughout the entire match pessimistic, throughout and before, and not until the final point. I was just pessimistic. Didn't really have much faith. Yesterday was different. Really optimistic, really. Uh, there wasn't a single ounce of... Uh, what's the word here? I think it's the word is doubt. There wasn't a single ounce of doubt. Now I've seen, or we've seen, uh, Elena play Rod Laver a ton of times. Uh, we've seen her play Ash Barty here and lose. We've seen her play Iga Svetek and... Uh, um, I'm sorry. Uh, God, my gosh, my memory from from from, from previous years uh, suck. Uh, let's just stick with uh, we've seen her play Ash Barty here and lose. But there's no chance she'd lose yesterday. I mean, the, in my mind, I I don't think I've been as confident or as optimistic. Maybe the two the two words go hand in hand. I haven't been that confident in Rebakina for a long time. Like, there, there was 0% chance she was going to lose to Azarenka. 
there, there was just zero percent chance. It's not because of the way she's been playing, but it's the kind of vibe I'm getting. I'm getting these kind of Wimbledon flashback vibes from that from from that month, and uh, those kind of vibes. There is no way Elena loses. There's just zero percent chance she loses, and uh, if we actually go through the match, there was a couple of hiccups. I think Elena was serving for a set at like set one, and up five three forty thirty match uh, set point, gets broken and goes to the tiebreak. Insane stuff, insane insane sequence. Yet deep inside, I still wasn't worried. I mean. Truly, 0% worried about her losing the match. Just vaporizing every single ground stroke, vaporizing every single shot through the line. I mean, really fun to watch. Uh, and I, I'm talking fully as a tennis fan here. There's uh, obviously, as um, in terms of bets, um, I think the lines were pretty fair. I think minus 3.5, etc., etc., etc. Obviously, I had a bet on both Elena and, uh, and Arena. I said this in the previous episode. There's no way Sabalenka doesn't play the final after she beat uh, whoever she beat in the last round before Vekic. I have no idea. I don't remember. Um, oh, Benchic, I'm sorry. I mean, even before Benchic, there was no way, unless she lost to Benchic, she wouldn't play the final. And if Ostapenko loses to uh, Rybakina, there is 0% chance Rybakina doesn't play the final. Obviously, I was thinking Rybakina was going to play Pegula. Uh, but her playing Vika doesn't change my mind. Either way. Doesn't change my mind. Now, the real question here is... Is Rybakina going to keep up with Sabalenka or is Sabalenka going to keep up with Rybakina? Now the right question, in my eyes, is is Sabalenka going to keep up with Rybakina? I'm not going to talk about experience in slams. I'm not going to talk about experience here and there as if that matters for me. I mean, unless you're... uh, uh, you're a youth 19 year old player playing a slam final against let's say Vika that's the that's that's when experience matters but uh here there's no one that has an edge with experience I don't believe in that Uh, same thing with I don't care about Sabalenka having a I think four and one head to head I mean honestly if you don't count I'm sorry three and one and honestly if you don't count the the, the Dubai tennis event uh, was an EXO. I mean, honestly, it was an EXO. Uh, then Sabalenka is three and all, so she's she's beaten Rybakina every single time. And I don't care. I, there's zero like there's zero um, effort of me caring about those kind of stats. The question will be for me: Will Sabalenka keep up with Rybakina? Because I have a hundred percent faith, or I'm. Um, See, I, I don't know if I'm going to differential this uh, uh, to faith or optimis- optimism. Uh, maybe it's the same thing. But I'm confident in Elena. I'm really confident in her bringing her best game tomorrow. And the same thing goes with Sabolenka. I mean, every single match she's brought her A game. Every single match. 
if if you think she'll if you think she can do better than this, then then she's the best player in the world, for sure. Because what we're seeing right now is the toughest, uh, toughest, um, let's say, performance from her. I mean, the shots are tough, the serves are tough, the scream is tough, everything is tough, the effort is tough, and you can't really get tougher than this from Arena. There, I mean, this this is the this is the new level. As she said in an interview, this is her new level, and if. If 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 this is the max, and Elena brings up her max, I think Sabalenka will struggle for sure, for sure, a hundred percent. And I say this because tomorrow, similarly to Wimbledon, Rybakina is the underdog. Like twice, twice in the final, Rybakina is the underdog. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, there was nothing wrong with it with her being an underdog against Jabur. She won. And there's nothing wrong with her being an underdog tomorrow. I mean, I think realistically, Arena hasn't dropped a single set yet. Rubakina has. Arena hasn't won uh, any matches. Uh, I wouldn't say Elena has. Uh, won any matches undoubtedly like like uh, had any issues or you know any close really close ones except may- maybe um, uh, honestly no the the Collins match wasn't even close uh, there's just the scoreline being uh, a bit too wide let's just say this uh, so Belenka hasn't struggled with anyone yet Rybakina has she struggled with Martha and, and Adelaide she struggled with Kvirova so Belenka hasn't But again, if Rybakina brings her A game, I I, I think Sabalenka is uh, is is gonna have to be a bit worried. In terms of what will do, what this will do, I mean the results will do to to both players. Uh, finally, Rybakina gets what she deserves. She's in the top 10 now, which she should have been a long time ago, which she should have been in July. Obviously, as you know, the, the points didn't count with, uh, with uh, or to the rankings. So, the, the, I mean, the, the, the whole thing was fucked up. I mean, the, the thing was, uh, when you win a slam, you're supposed to get some, some sort of benefits within the tour as well. I mean, that's the whole point. There is one side that is completely about money, and then there is a ton of other stuff that comes along with it. Uh, but if she wins the Australian Open, everything will be everything um, from. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> everything she was supposed to get, she'll get now for real. And Sabalenka. I said in the previous episode, I am fully confident that she'll win a Grand Slam this year. I don't want to say she'll win a Grand Slam sometime because that doesn't seem like a bold statement. But I'm I'm confident she'll win a Grand Slam this year, whether that will be the Australian Open, or the Austra- uh, Australian Open, or the U.S. Open. I don't care. I don't know. I I really don't. That's up to her. That's up to the opponent she play. Uh, but she will. I mean, if she keeps up with this, she will. 
On Monday? Rebakana will be number 10 in the world. If she wins, she'll be number 8. If Elena got the Wimbledon points, she would have been number 2. I'm sorry, uh, Rebakana would have been number 3. There, the, it, I, I am fully sure that there will not be a long time till Rebakana be, uh, comes into, into the top 5. It's not about consistency, it's about... Um, it's about... Uh, the competition, for me, or I mean, as it, I, I think if you think of it yourself... She's way better than the, the than the rest. I mean, there's there is zero bias here. There is this is truly objective. As of now, the tour. If we rank the let's say the top five, uh, there's this is not in any order at all. I'm sorry, my uh, my mic cut off. As I was saying, as of now, if we, if we rank the top five, I mean, this is this is not a hard, uh, not prediction, but this is not a hard, um, hard list for me, for you, for us, for everyone. This is something that I think everyone would agree with. Arena Sabalenka, Iga Swiatek, Elena Rybakina, Jessica Pegula, and then the fifth spot, the fifth spot. I don't know. It depends. I mean, truly, it's, it's all big. It's all um, relative to who's on their game uh, during that year. I mean, maybe it's Belinda Bencic, maybe it's uh, Petra Kvitova, maybe it's um, I don't know Kudermetova. I have no idea. But but that those four for me as of now, the best players on tour. I don't want to go in too much into the rest. I don't have much to say, to be honest. Um, uh, I think uh, in terms of uh, uh, the tennis-wise, the WTA Australian Open has been amazing for me, I think. And I hope for you. On the ATP side, I think the draws, uh, the matches, um, the tournament per se has been... Uh, Way less competitive than I'd imagine or that I was thinking of for the Aussie Open. But it's a slam. I mean, it's rarely, um, there's rarely a slam during the years or during past years where I say, well, this wasn't too enjoyable. Maybe Wimbledon lost a year, but uh, it sorted, uh, sorted itself out with <laughs> Elena Rybakina winning it, which made it 100% worth it. Alrighty, that's uh, that's the Aussie Open. I think I've talked a ton about it now. Uh, for next week, or uh, some uh, some perspective for next week, or I guess an intro for next week. There are three tournaments. Uh, one in a, in in a, in a city I can't really pronounce. I'll do my best so you can laugh. And the other two is. Um, uh, in Europe and South America, uh, WTA Lyon. Uh, I don't have, I don't, didn't see Lyon uh, last year. We we saw a couple of French tournaments last year, but uh, never saw 
one early on. Haven't seen one since I think two thousand and twenty. I'm not sure. I, I might make. I might be making this up. Double Leon. Uh, that's a two fifty. A two fifty in Thailand. Uh, the city I can't pronounce is Huolin. <laughs> uh, forgive me if that's completely butchered, but uh, Huolin is in uh, Thailand. And Lyon is in, uh, in France, obviously. And then there's a 125k over in Colombia. Uh, uh, a, a tournament that uh, I'm, I'm excited to see the, the qualies and the main draw. Because uh, I wonder if uh, there will be a couple of uh, our lovely ITF players will, uh, uh, participating. As of now, the I'm recording this on a uh, Friday evening, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Friday morning, by the way. Um, as of now, there is uh, no draw, no main draw for the Lyon uh, 250k, but there is a qualifying draw for the uh, the 250 in Thailand. Uh, I do know, though, that uh, Andrescu is a wild card for um the 250 in thailand but that's it i, I don't know any i don't know any uh, any other players that is, that's that's going to be in the main draw for the qualies um it's uh, interesting uh there are i think three players here i'm really uh really liking to qualify and uh, i think uh could be i mean obviously as an as an unexpected i don't know maybe we'll call them underdogs maybe we'll call them a nobody's on tour because they've never been on tour um and then there's one in here that that has been on tour obviously um either way uh alexandra ayala the the philippine the uh extremely talented philippine is is in qualifying draw against uh, jin yun uh which um you know, looking at her path, it's it's kind of sad because the next player I was going to mention is uh, Christina Dimitruk, um, a player that uh, I think I've spoken about here. But either way, one of my favorite ITF players. I uh, uh, got the first watcher in the USO uh, Junior Tournament last year in 2021, I think. No, 100% sure. And uh, she she plays someone else. She plays uh, Yashina Ekaterina. Maybe you don't know her. You know she. Th these are not tour players and qualies either way. Uh, but the the problem is they'll both face each other in the last round of qualies. So either you know, let's say they both win their first round, which I I, I think they should. Uh, those will they will play a. Um, a match for a spot in the main draw. So that's a shame. That's a huge, huge letdown for me. Diana Yastremska's sister, Ivana Yastremska, is playing college as well, which is <laughs> interesting. I think she's like 16 years old. The last time I remember her last year was, you know, with her sister, Yastremska. I think Ivana was 15. So I honestly didn't even know she was a tennis player. Um, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe it runs in the family. Uh, <laughs> 16 she has a lot of uh, a lot of time to work with we're kind of fun to to watch her play uh and then uh, the, the a couple of interesting players like Johan Zuger and uh, Zakharova is is in quality as well 
but that's it. I mean, uh, the, the, the interesting part is the manger, obviously. Um, and, and uh, I don't have a manger right now. Okay, so... Um, yeah, I, I honestly want to refresh the, the, the... It's not the WTA page, but the WTA main draw page. And... Uh, <laughs> It's kind of funny doing this during the during during the time I'm recording the the pod, uh, but I'm I'm not finding any any draws at the moment, uh, which is a shame. Wouldn't be cool to to go over the draw <laughs> as I'm publishing because I'm really bad at publishing or posting episodes. Because uh, wouldn't be cool if I did a little preview of the, of the round ones. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow, um, uh, the day after tomorrow, after Quali's end. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll I'll post something quick. Uh, but that's it. I mean, uh, gone over the the semis. How excited I am to see Ribak and Sabalenka play the final. Arguably, honestly, uh, you know, if you took the top like my top five uh, uh, favorite players, I think they're they're both in. Uh, let's say let's say top three. Uh, you know that it's it's hard. <laughs> I mean, it's really hard to say you know, your favorite. Player. Obviously, the number one favorite player I have will be Elena Rybakina forever. Um, on the on the WTA tour, you know, it's hard. Uh, there's a, couple, a lot of players I, I like, but then again, uh, there's only you know a few players I love. Um, and Arina and Arina, I mean, I'm so happy for them. I'm truly, truly, truly I am. And uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow. I, you know, I've said uh, I, I've said what I think, um, my opinions on it, and uh, whatever happens, ne- you know, whatever happens next, uh, this should be a great match. This should be this should be a great final, and it's been a great tournament. And on on, on uh, uh, this, this, it's been a great tournament, in my opinion, and. Uh, uh, but I did have one more thing. Uh, I, obviously, I didn't speak uh, a lot about the the ATP site. I said it since day since day one, since since the the day one preview was posted a week ago. Uh, no one is beating Djokovic. No one stands a chance to beat Djokovic. And uh, I've also said how much I appreciate Tsitsipas, how much I like him, how much I love his tennis. I think he can keep it, you know, to a certain degree, really competitive, for sure. There's, like, for sure. But there's no one that's going to beat him, and, that, you know, that applies to City Pass. There's 0% chance. I mean, if we round it down to a whole number, there's 0% chance. And I'm not saying that as, an, as you know, as a Djokovic fan. I'm saying that, you know, reality. Like, that's just tennis. Uh, unless something happens to him, unless he's not healthy, I just don't see him losing. There's just no chance. And uh, wouldn't it be uh, so fucking cool if Rybakin and Djokovic won again? Going to the French Open as Regini and Wimbledon and Australian Open champions. I mean, that is so fucking cool that um, it's almost in, 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 unimaginable. Honestly, it's, uh, it's, it's at the midst of it. Because we rarely see this this kind of shit. Like we rarely see um, on the WCA and ATP side, players winning the same slam twice in a row. I, I honestly, has it happened before? Like uh, legit? Like has it happened? Because 
I mean, maybe no, no, for sure it has. But uh, to be honest, I'm not really sure. I'm trying to think of last year. I'm trying to think of like, <laughs> I'm trying to think about like years ago, if I can remember one, where we'll have uh, like uh, both on the ATP side and WTA side, we have uh, we have players winning and then you know, like winning the same same slam and then winning the next slam uh, together as well. Uh, I mean, probably it has. I can't really like on top of my mind. I can't really say right now. But either way. That would be cool. I mean, that would be really cool. <laughs> and being a fan of both players, man, that is fucking tremendous. Uh, yeah, that feels really good. I mean, even just being in the final now, that feels really good. I, I, I'm tr- I'm thinking of the the um the happiness I had when she beat Javor in, in, in July. Man, I was screaming. I was so happy. Um. And again, I'll be equally happy if if Sabalenka wins tomorrow. No doubt. There's um. There's uh, there are no other players uh, except for Elena and uh, Sabalenka, maybe uh, Jessica. That uh, I'd be I'd be uh, I'd be um, more happier uh, to win. So uh, this will be fun. This will be fun. I hope um, I hope everyone here uh, who's listening right now has had a a fun tennis week. Uh, I hope you guys. Uh, that uh maybe are in Europe etc have uh, have had the time to watch i know that some of you are from australia so uh <laughs> maybe you uh, have had an easier time than the rest of us and if you're american i'm not really sure what the time zone is over there uh relative to australia but um you probably had it easier than me Alrighty. uh Expect something on Sunday or Monday for uh, the the next week an episode, and uh, I really wish uh, everyone here a, a good weekend, and uh, cheers for uh, tuning in.